Hi everyone, this is Wendy Walker with Home First, and I am here with Isaac Velasquez, and I wanted to talk to you guys really quickly and tell his origin story. We're going to talk to some people um, around the industry, as well as people who have, you know, done great things with their uh, business careers, and I want to start with Isaac because he's awesome. I've known him for a really long time. And then we found him, so that's awesome. That's great. <laughs> so great. I want to make sure that everybody, you know, hears his origin story and just, we're going to start with just a couple little questions really quick. So Isaac, tell us about yourself. How long have you been in real estate? I've been in real estate since 2006. Wow. 2006. I started off as an assistant, a real estate assistant. And then from there, I grew. Um, we worked with investors. So I learned about the investment game when I first started out. So all I used to do was open house Monday through Monday, every single day. You were doing open houses every day? Yeah, I didn't know anything else. So they, they were, we would start in South Central and they would build duplexes. So like cookie cutter homes. So I would sit in one and literally try to sell it. And if I sold it, we had a list of 20 other ones. And I would just take the people to the lots and say, hmm, two months, there's going to be a house here. So that's how I got started in this selling. And I sold the house every day of the week. So open houses, you know, really, really work. How long were you sitting those open houses each day? Oh, from about 9 a.m. to about 6 p.m. Wow, really? Crazy. I All would take day. a book. I would read about real estate, investing, just sit there literally on, on the countertops and just wait for people to come in. So they were empty houses? Empty houses. And then back then, I really didn't know Spanish. So, oh, wow, really? You know, my job was to talk about the weather and then my partner would do the sales. And then I <laughs> that was the extent of your that Spanish? Was my, that was my Spanish. Was, how was your day? <laughs> Hola, how was that? Yeah, and then from there, I learned it and then was able to close. So um, I started off as a, as a real estate assistant then went on my own, got my license, and then um, started working with investors and the market crashed. And then I got into REOs. So. Which is where I learned of you. Yes. Um, but I really want to kind of go back a little bit further, too. Mm -hmm. So tell me about your history. You grew up in New Mexico, right? I grew up in a New Mexico, a little town called Osasco, populations like maybe 200 people. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of like Big Bear, more foresty. And I had to in New Mexico, in New Mexico in northern wow. part. And um, I used to go like 35 minutes to school and to a store, to a McDonald's. Like it was 35 minutes 30, to get to a 35 store. 35 minutes, yeah, miles wow. actually, miles. Wow. So I grew up in a little, little town and just became a basketball star. And, and when I graduated, I ended up going to the Navy, United States Navy. I joined in 98. Thank you for your service. Thank you. And um, that's where I became a man. <laughs> and then decided to get out. You know, uh, I got, one of my friends of mine um, was in the Navy. He got out and started doing real estate in Los Angeles. So he, he convinced me to get out and, and come with him. And he actually helped me for two, three years. In the Navy, you were a recruiter, right? Yes. <laughs> so that's what I did. And then came out here, didn't know anybody. My wife's from here. And uh, started doing real estate. Awesome. Yeah. So it, when the market crashed, you had to adjust what you were doing, right? Yes. You weren't no longer looking at new homes being constructed or duplexes. You were more looking at uh, REOs, right? Well, yes. So tell us about that. I started doing short sales, so I got my designation to be a short sale specialist. 
and that got me into the door. So I kept hearing people, oh, do BPOs, which is a broker price opinion, right? You do these BPOs for companies and then they give you listing. But I found out was that I was total bullshit. So what I did is I literally took, picked up the yellow pages, right? I like that. And I looked. I don't think some younger people probably they know what don't. that is. <laughs> so I picked up the yellow pages and I found this um, woman named Deborah Herrera, who was a vice president of Bank of America. And I called her and I said, yo, I want to be an REO agent. Do you have time to speak to me? And she's like, why are you calling me? <laughs> and I was like, because I want to be an agent. So she goes, well, come to my office next Tuesday. So I got two of my friends, pretending they were my assistants, and I went and I spoke to Deborah Herrera. Deb, did you know that? I think she did. I told her the story. Okay. And um, she questioned me for about an hour about REOs. And then she said, you know what? I like you. I'm going to give you a, a NSA. What is, what is it? MSA. NM, yeah. MSA. Marketing. Yeah, uh, to marketing do my marketing. Yeah. yeah, so she goes, I like you. And then uh, time passed, so a week passed, and I get a phone call from her, and she's like, yo, Isaac, do you still want to be an REO agent? And I was like, yes. She's like, come to my office. So I flew down to her office. As I'm sitting down, she's like, okay, what's your full name, and how's your day? And she's like, what's your address, you know? All this personal information. Then all of a sudden, I started getting emails from Bank of America saying, welcome, you're a new REO uh, agent. Oh, that's awesome. Which was crazy. It blew my mind that just quickly by finding people and doing it, I became an REO agent. At the time, I was I worked at the same company as her, and we had a lot of REOs because we were one of the biggest servicers in the country. You were number one. And then yes. uh, the next day, I started getting beeps, emails. And I got six of them, and they, and they would say, do you want to be the listing agent for this property? Click yes or no. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. Of course I did. Yeah, and then, like, that's how it started. Um, but I got in towards the end of the of the boom, so I only sold about maybe 30 REOs. Yeah, just 30. People were doing, like, 800, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because everybody was doing the same thing as you. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, so those were times were great, but I experienced that. And then I got it back into investments, and then I started flipping houses in 2010. Okay, and in flipping houses, you were doing a lot of stuff. I was doing a lot, yes. You weren't just being the listing agent. You, no, were, I you was, were the buyer's agent. You were all over the place in that transaction. <laughs> yes, I would find the properties. Um, I would design them. I would work on them, and then I would sell them. Um, that's how I got started. So I used to tell investors, okay, I have this property, and I had a, a net sheet that would tell you the return on investment percentage. Every fee that you could think of, and that's what they like. So I said, look, I'll do it. I want the listing, and I want 30% of, of the profit. And I said, okay. And that's how I started. So I got the listing and 30%. Before you knew it, I was getting like $70,000 checks. Eighty. The highest one I ever got was... Uh, Two hundred and twenty. Holy moly! That's been a big house. It was just pretty cool. It was a house in Hollywood. Two bedroom, one house. Two bedroom, one bath, and then we made it a three bedroom, two bath. Oh wow! And uh, we made about three hundred thousand dollars profit on that. Wow! So, but that crazy. was the only one. It never happened ever again. <laughs> yeah. But still, yeah. <laughs> some people would be happy with that one, right? So that's what I did, and then I went into a luxury real estate. So how did selling. you make that transition? Like what? What mindset? I know you. I know you've told me, but let's tell everybody. So you had to actually 
train yourself on how to speak to clients that are more luxury type clients, right? Yes. I mean, tell me a little bit about how you got to that point. I feel myself like I kind of cheated. I, I see myself. Why? <laughs> why is everybody doing luxury old? Right? And no, I don't. I don't mean this in a bad way. People just there were older cats, like 60, 70 year olds taking over the market. And I said there needs to be somebody young. So at that time I was flipping. So I took my flipping money and I branded myself. Little, little did I know that branding is popular now. Super popular was now. Super, yeah. So when I when I started doing it, it wasn't that popular. So I, I changed my image. I changed my colors to purple. I kind of got like a neutral color. I uh, did my branding, created a luxury website, and then overnight people were finding me online and then calling me for listening to Wow. So, That's great. But I had to take a course called the Certified Luxury Home Marketing Specialist course. It was like 500 bucks. But it taught me how to speak to the affluent. Because there's a lot of there's things. There's a different language. There's a different language. See, uh, you know, CMA reports are called marketing analysis. You know, comparable properties. You can't tell the in the fluid that they have comparable properties, right? Right. So yeah. It's, it's, Sometimes we have the construction that's totally different than anything else in the neighborhood. For so sure. They're called relevant properties. So the lingo kind of got me in the door. And then I, when I sold my first one for 1.5 million, then I milked the shit out of it. I put it in magazines. I made videos when videos weren't even that popular. And then that's how I just took over. And then before you know it, people. Knew me as a luxury agent when I only had probably four or five properties under my belt. And now you've decided that you want to get into lending and you want to start, you know, uh, not start, but you want to take over that aspect of things too, right? Because it's about evolving, right? What I've seen out of every transaction I did, I always had a problem. Um, understanding notes, right. right? I did have lenders that didn't pick up the phone, or, or I would pass my timelines, and I wanted to find a better way to to improve that. And then that's when I met you, and you kind of like shine the light right? from the heavens and and kind of showed me how it was. And a light just went off of my head, and I said, you know what? This is what I want to do. It's great. In terms of lending, the reason that I have been in this for almost 20 years is that I get to help people, not not just find real estate, right? Because that's not my job. That's the realtor's job. But as a lender, I get to tell people, if your loan is approved, congratulations for getting into your first house, things like that. And you get to hear people happy cry and see them, and it's just the best feeling in the world, like to be able to help somebody get into their first house and to be able to finance their dream of homeownership, it's fantastic. So I'm glad you got into this realm of things and we're excited for everything that's coming from you. Um, in addition to that, you also have a marketing company? Yes, I created a social media agency. Um, you know me, I'm always studying, I'm always up to 2, 3 in the morning and I wanted to learn about marketing for myself. So it kind of opened up new doors and avenues of how to get new and how to better your business. So I really got into that. Yeah. And so, it, it's called? Oh, it's called Name Sick Ass it. yeah, <laughs> Marketing, right? Sick-ass marketing. You either love it or you hate it, but it's really awesome. But what I wanted to tell is to all the realtors out there, you know, there's a lot of realtors that like to network. And they go to these NARAP events and these ARAs and they do really good. Like 
That's the man right there. <laughs> but what they don't do is they don't have that hustle mentality and do open houses every day or, or beat the streets, right? But they're good at networking. So I want to tell those people you should really consider becoming a lender because you still get to do what you do or go out and network and, and, and mingle with people and ask for loans. That's true. Think about that. So uh, I don't think it's crossed a lot of realtors' mind because they think, oh, how am I going to make that, tra that transition? Right. And that's why I want to show that to everybody. That, hey, I was a realtor since 2006, but loans is my calling. And I think it's a calling for a lot of people. It's just like they're afraid. And I think that it's a great transition for you. Uh, it's myself. I, in the, uh, when I first started, I worked in underwriting. I worked in ops. I have a background in you know, processing loans and, and making sure that they get closed. That helps me in sales because I'm able to speak both languages so I can talk to an underwriter. You have the same benefit. You were a realtor for a long time and you know what their pain points are. You know what their struggles are. You know the communication is key. You understand all of that. So I feel like being that you used to be a realtor and are now lending, it's a huge benefit for people to work with you, definitely, because they get to have both sides of it. They're, you're going to understand their struggle. I understand it really, really well. <laughs> and I don't think they see me or they give me the opportunity to know that I'm in the office trying to push these deals, right? Because I know what it's like to to wait three days and want an update, and then there's not one. And there's no update. There's no yeah, update. that's a pain. So when you're able to push it and push it, then it's like seeing a light at the end of the tunnel. And then you feel good about it, and then you close faster, and it's just... And having a great company behind you, I think, is critical as well. Um, you know, just to give a little shout-out to Home First, um, fantastic turn time. Every processor is actually an underwriter, so they're able to underwrite your files up front. Loans get disclosed and underwritten within a day, um, and that way our underwriters can tell you exactly what's going to be needed. And I can attest to the fact that they close super quickly and we're really excited with how great operations is here um, so we're did looking you, forward to did you tell them that they work at night and weekends and they do i don't work, think they heard that they do they do our underwriters Man. work at night and on the weekends <laughs> and they're always working i my my first time trying to get a hold of a processor here i reached out he had already left the office but he texted me back he then called me and said, hey, I'll get to it as soon as I get to my house. He actually got on his computer on a Friday night after 5 o'clock to, to go through the file. He had a couple questions, couldn't make it work. He said, here, I have these questions. I then said, well, let me get the answers for you. And he had to leave again because it's Friday night and people are young and they go out. Not everybody's a hermit like me. So <laughs> he, he had to go out. He's like, if you get me these answers, I'll work on it as soon as I get back tonight. And he worked on it later that evening. It's so refreshing to have underwriters and processing understand that there's not just me as a loan officer or Isaac as a lender on the other side of things, not just even a realtor on the other side of things, but there's a customer and a client who's waiting for an answer. It's not just us. It's somebody's livelihood that's waiting for us. So we're really excited to be here for sure. Thank you for talking to me, Isaac. Anything else you want to share with I do. Everybody? I do one more thing because you broke it down, right? So you have 
check it out, people. You have your lenders right here that work nights, weekends, and fast times, right? But it's about evolving yourself. So what else this company does and what we do is we bring you to the social media table. And right now, videos is where it's at. Podcasts is where it's at. And people are still not doing it. 2020 is coming. It's all going to be video-based. You're, you're doing an amazing job with Alexa. And um, people are missing the bus. Right? And I beat it and beat it into everybody's heads. And everybody's just kind of waiting to see who's going to take the plunge. But if you guys do it right now, imagine how much your business is going to grow in 2019 and how you're just going to blow everybody out in 2020. That's true. So your 2020 thing, I'll give my quick spiel. 90% of all searches will be done by voice in 2020. Meaning if you don't have a voice searchable uh, thing, podcast, of Amazon Alexa, something like that, you won't be found. So we have this awesome equipment and awesome setup that is local and we take it to you or you can come to us. We are really happy to help our realtor partners grow and utilize these services and be able to do their own podcast. I will help you set up your own podcast. Isaac will help you as well. I can help and Isaac can help with Amazon Alexa. You know, there's a lot of stuff that we have that that is here for you and we'll teach you. We're not just going to tell you you should be doing it, but we're going to show you how. It's more teach someone to fish than it is fishing for them and giving them a fish, right? So we want to make sure that people are able to, to be successful and be at the forefront of what's coming. So if you have any questions on social media, on loans, on real estate and how Isaac got to, you know, being a luxury agent from doing open houses every single day. <laughs> You're putting the work. It is what it is. So remember, always execute first and master it later. That's true. Yeah. Just do it. Seriously. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Isaac. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Again, we're having an open house today, uh, the 31st, here in Irvine. If you're in the area, let us know. We'll shoot you the address. You can come on by. Do a podcast with me. Have a drink, too. Uh, have a drink. <laughs> All right, bye. Well, she's right here.